Grand Rising, everyone, and welcome back to Health Talk Radio, episode number 22 with my main man, Mr. Paul Burgess. How are you doing this morning, my friend? I'm good, mate. I'm very good. Thank you very much. Did you train this morning? Did you train today, I should say, because it's not morning for you, right? I did, yeah. It's, uh, it's, It's half past one nearly in the afternoon. I did train this morning. I did some cardio. I did some resistance work, body weight stuff. Um, and, um, it was good. Yeah. And I tell you what I have been doing for, um, the last few weeks, actually, which have been interesting are some kettlebell workouts. Okay. And they have been kicking my ass, mate. Kettlebells are brutal. But it's They're just brutal. this weird thing, right? Because you think actually it's not that heavy, you know, cause I come from a history of heavy lifting Yep. go, Oh, it's only 24 kilos or, you know, I don't know what that is like. 40 pounds or whatever. And um, and it's only it's only a few, you know, but the repetitions build up and build up. And For then sure. the the overall core, lower back, hamstring kind of engagement. That's it. Same, I love it. Because you're oh. uh, you're also you're doing those those hip hinges, right? It's just hinge after hinge, right? If you're doing kettlebell swings, uh Russian, American, snatches, oh my gosh. Everything some of the it's best- a great, it's a great thing to say to, to to add into any routine that is because we're going to talk about training specifically around fat loss what's the best training for fat loss that's the 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 premise for today's episode but i want to say with regards to kettlebell training if i go back to when i was getting all of my certifications right cfl1 the nasm certification um and cfl1 is crossfit but rkc i got an rkc certification russian kettlebell certification my gosh three days you literally, by the end of the day, you're cutting a sock and taping the sock. And they can't see me because we don't have video on. But basically, you tape the sock around your hands because they are so raw from the yeah. kettlebell. Gosh. It's great, mate. Do you know what? It's interesting to see that the evolution of it, because basically late 18th century, a lot of the strong men were using those kettlebells, right? They were getting a lump of iron. And welding just a crude handle to it, and it was just a good way of lifting weight, right? And they kind of fell out of favor, apart from in Eastern Europe, Russia, Eastern Europe kind of countries, always were very keen on using that old training technique because it's very effective. And and the guy that who trains me um is a um is an ex <clears throat> Lithuanian, well, he's still Lithuanian because he's always going to be. But, but he was uh, <laughs> he, when he was in Lith- when he was Lithuania. I mean, he was the ex-European no holds barred champion, um, fighting right, and and he's a very very well. I mean, his his son is a UFC fighter. He's got lots of accreditations to his name. But when he was younger, he qualified for the Olympics um, as a swimmer, and also in the pentathlon. Um, and it didn't happen that year because Lithuania was with, was regarded as USSR back then. And that year it was in Atlanta, I think it was, or, or one of the US countries, and they weren't going to the US back then. So he missed out on it. But a lot of his training was kettlebells. Mm-hmm. And and he's done some really good kettlebell um, uh, series and, and, and uh, you know, routines and stuff. Um, but anyway, it fell out of favour. And then kind of about, 10 years ago it started coming back in and it was it was these very these very um colorful kettlebells right with the neoprene cover to it <laughs> making yeah. it all lovely and soft and you they're use, almost pla- they got like the plastic coating yeah right and you use <laughs> it in the class and it's all lovely and and it kind of had its day around the same time as boxer size was doing the rounds and then that faded <clears throat> and now what's really interesting is you know, I see it on my Instagram feed because I look at it. You get these these guys now in really good shape doing these kettlebell exercises, but it's none of this, you know, it's not like these classes and stuff. It is like big ballistic work with the very old style kettlebells, right? There's no airs and graces about it. These are big lumps of metal with a with a handle welded to it, and they're doing some amazing things out there. But again, you know. And we are going to talk about the, the the exercise stuff we want to talk about, but anything for me that doesn't take up masses of room in your house, 
mm-hmm. is portable and is effective. I'm yep. all for that kind of stuff, right? So yep. TRX is great. I love think. the TRX. And I love the TRX. Kettlebells, male and female, you get all your different weight sizes. Take it yep. with you, use it in the garden, yep. take it to the park, do whatever you want. With it. It's not like you're having to buy, you know, like I've got um, Olympic bar, Olympic bumper plates, right? I, I can't take that with me to a to a park or to the beach or something. Right? <laughs> I can just I can just imagine you pulling up to the to the park right now. I just got this visualization where you're That's pulling it. your snatching. you're pulling it out. <laughs> pulling it out the back of the car and then snatching on the beach, right? But but the thing is and, and I've got a, an assault bike and I've got all sorts of other things, but you can't take them places, right? They're they're pretty fixed. So anything that is small and effective, I I think they're just really good to have. Even if you just use them every so often, because if anyone goes back and listens to some of these previous episodes, it's not about the exercise; it's about the activity, and just doing, just seeing it sat there in the in the in the front room, you know, and just go, oh, do you know what? I'll pick that up and stick a YouTube video on for ten minutes and follow it. I've done my bit of fitness. You know, even today. with kettle, kettlebells, it's so simple as you could literally grab a couple of kettlebells, even ten pounds, twenty pounds, whatever you can handle. Yeah. And walk around your block with carrying them like farmers farmers yeah. carries. Yeah. I mean, it's it, it's going to light up your traps, your back, your triceps. Yeah. People really, and I and I really am glad that we're talking about this today because people really make exercise complicated, don't they? Yeah. I mean, holy shit, man! Yeah. And and it's to the point now where I know people that if they can't get to the gym for sixty or ninety minutes, they don't want any part of it because they don't believe that. Unless they go to a gym and train for 60 to 90 minutes, that it will be effective at all physique, fat loss, gaining lean muscle, whatever their goals are. Yeah. And again, go back to some of these other episodes where I talked about, you know, I think you're overtraining. I don't think the training style you're using in the gym, you know, is right for longevity. I think it is a big problem for creating inflammation, which is going to cause problems, creating joint issues. But short and effective workouts that you can do anywhere um, and that only take 15, 20 minutes, that's all you need. If you're just trying to be fit and stay lean and stay, you know, functional, that's all That's all you really need. And it can, it can take any kind of form of activity. So if you, like we said before, if you're running up a hill or you're, just skipping with a skipping rope, right? Which takes up no room. You can put that in your pocket. And we like, call that a jump rope here in, a in, jump in rope. the United States of America. Right, whatever it is that you lot <laughs> messed that up as well. But, um, <laughs> but the, you know, even that is um, is something you could do once a week, twice a week, which is amazing for fitness. That's why boxers do it so much, right? It's just, a, and, and also, sorry, on that point, jump rope for women, if mm-hmm. you want, a an exercise that um, is good for bone density and mm-hmm. you don't want to be lifting weights then jump rope is really good yeah because just that yeah, I think, impact works really well for me I, I think that's another couple of things that we want to touch base on here too right is as we start to and i pulled up just for the hell of it best training for fat loss on google and of course right everyone is an expert Eight best exercises for weight loss, seven best exercises for weight loss, program selector. I mean, everybody and their mother is trying to tell you that their methodology is the best for fat loss. And so I want to talk about what's going on online. I remember if I go back to when I was really into this at 31 years old and I came up with hit max and we were doing all this high intensity interval training. Is the science still there that talks about high intensity interval training and, you know, how you're going to create the afterburn effect when you're doing that type of training to burn calories while you, so to speak, rest? Is that, is that science still there and is HIT still beneficial in the way that it was 10 years ago? Uh, Yeah. To both those questions, right? Because the science doesn't change. Our physiology doesn't change. We, we've been like this for 10, 20, you know, 100,000 years. The body has not changed biochemically or physiologically. It's exactly the same. So things that stimulate a, a, a stress response, which is what HIIT training does, I will always stimulate a, hit, uh, a stress response. So HIIT training, the great thing about it is if you do kind of 
12, 15 minutes, you know, if you're really going flat, well, you wouldn't do 15 minutes of, of high intensity interval training. If you're doing it at the biggest capacity, you can do it at, you just wouldn't last that long. Your, your, your cells just don't have that capacity to make the ATP quick enough. Mm-hmm. So I'm talking about an assault bike, right? I've got one in, in, uh, uh, in my gym and um, it has a preset um, program on there, which is 20 seconds on, 10 seconds off, eight rounds. For and, the people that are listening really quickly, before you go into that, let's let's talk about the assault bike really quickly because it's not just a regular bike. It's not a Peloton bike. When you say assault bike, for the people that are listening that have never heard that term, what is an assault bike? So, well, the, the, they're also known in the USA as an Airdyne. It's quite a big yep. um, brand out Airdyne. there. Airdyne, yep. And, Rogue, um, had the, the one that I got or had was from Rogue. It was called the yeah, assault yeah, bike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Oh, the rogue are just an amazing anyway we won't get into that but because we're not here to promote them but um so an air bike uh assault bike whatever you want to call it is a a bike that has handles that you hold mm-hmm. and they go um opposite to each other so where you push with one pull with the other and you're pushing and pulling while you're pedaling as hard as you can and there's no resistance on it the resistance is created by the the energy that you generate because in the big wheel at the front it's almost like a fan mm-hmm. and so as the harder you push the harder it pushes against the air and it actually makes it more difficult so it's a it's a horrible machine and whoever invented it should have been lynched and um <laughs> i feel the same way as you're sharing it i'm like oh my gosh I just remember back to my CrossFit days and that was in a wad. Oh my gosh. Like just brutal. I mean, after that, if you, if you give that bike the business, it is going to turn around and give you the business back. And essentially you're going to be on your ass. Yeah. I mean, it's not even that you can, you can hit that as hard as you like and it will just look at you and just say, what? Cause it will ne- you'll never, you'll never beat it. And no. and here's the thing about any of those sort of exercises. It never gets easier because the better you become, the sure. harder you go, and it yeah, just goes no. harder still. So it, it's always going to be a difficult workout. And and I and I'm very happy to admit that I'll spend weeks or months not going anywhere near that piece of machinery because you know I'm not ready to talk about it yet kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, you were talking about and I and I cut you off, and I think it's really, really important because we were talking about hit. And you were talking about 20 seconds on, and that's sort of a, a, a high intensity interval threshold. So I want to put you back on that path so that we can evolve the conversation. Yeah. So so it's got a, pre, a preset on there, 20 seconds on, 10 seconds off. It's called Tabata Training. Tabata mm-hmm. was a Japanese Tabata, doctor. I think that, is what we, yep. Yeah, the, the, yep. the, um, Tabata, whatever you want to call it, was a, mm-hmm. a Japanese doctor that discovered this method that works. And it's in there and you do 20 seconds on, you rest for 10 seconds and then you go again and you just do eight rounds. And it sounds so easy. And by round four, you wish you had never started this, right? It's Mm -hmm. disgusting, but it's very effective. So if you only have four minutes, five minutes, which is what this takes, right? And you've got on it and just cranked it out, then it's still going to be an effective cardiovascular workout. Mm-hmm. Now you wouldn't do that. You wouldn't just jump on and do it because you'd need to warm up first because otherwise you'll probably injure yourself. But what you will get out of that is an a marginally elevated um calorie burn over the next 24, 36 hours. So if you did it Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you'd probably elevate your calorie burn over the week. I don't can't give you a, a number because it all depends on your size and how hard you go and all that kind of stuff. But it will probably do you good. Um, but from a fitness perspective, cardiovascular heart health fitness, it's phenomenal. It really is a good thing to do. You can do it with anything. You could do that with burpees, right? And I'm glad you went that. that that's where I want you to go, right? So if someone doesn't on, have eight, yeah, exactly. So if someone doesn't have eight hundred dollars to drop on an assault bike, they don't have the room for it. They can still use the same Tabata methodology, right? And I want to give people some tactical things that they do because it hurts my heart to see all of the people make 
this training component so complex and difficult. Oh my gosh, what do I got to do? What do I do? Yeah. Well, I got this training app and I've got this. I mean, there are a billion of these things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so a lot of our time is spent just trying to find what we think is perfect from the person that we want to learn from or grow from when we're on this podcast saying, look, 20 seconds on, 10 seconds off, five minutes, burpees, mountain climbers, right? Air squats, jump squats, jump lunges, lunges. Right, like jump roping, or, or I just mean, do a, just do a combination of them. Don't even do the same one over and over. Just do exactly. five five different exercises and cycle through it, or whatever it is. Right, but um, and and again, Google it. You'll find it on there. There'll be loads of those things available to you. Okay, and and it works. It works really well. And it's great for cardiovascular fitness. Some people don't have the the, the capability physically to do that. Right, they don't have the mobility. You're talking about, yeah, you're talking about. Okay, you're talking about mobility. You're talking about perhaps they're overweight to a point where they can't do those kinds of exercises. I'm glad you brought that up. Okay, so let's talk to that person. Let's talk about that person, and they want the best training for fat loss. Super overweight, lack mobility, can't do the the type of Tabata stuff that we just indicated was good for you. Not for even five seconds because they just can't get there. What does that person do? Walk. You've got to start walking. That's it. And if you and if walking is okay, um, then start loaded walking. In other words, have a weight with you. You don't have to be able to, you don't have to carry it in your hands, although carrying it in your hands can be useful, like you said before about the kettlebells, because you're working grip, you're working upper back, you're working cardiovascularly. You can put it just on a a, a rucksack, put it on your back. Yep, vest. Yeah. Oh, there's weighted vests. Vest. If you can, if you can get a weight ankle, vest, there's, there's ankle weights. Yeah, all yeah. Kinds of anything, and, yep. and just do yep. some activity until you start seeing the progress that you want, and then you can increase your yep. your thing. Here's the other thing we talked about it last time: the first thirty days, most important. Most people go right. That's it. I've got to lose weight, and they and they run out the blocks so fast that they injure themselves or. That something crazy happens and they they end up getting pushed back and, and they stop, right? Because they've pulled a muscle or or twisted a knee or done something ridiculous and then realized actually this dislocated shoulder I've got from trying to do ring muscle ups on my second day, it, it was just a stupid idea. And again, do not make it complicated and don't think it needs to be the hardest, most difficult exercise that you're ever going to do. All you have to do is something, right? That, that's it. And so long yep. as you're doing something more than you're doing currently, it's the step in the right direction. Yep. However, yeah, and I, yep. when we go further on, I'll talk about specific protocols that people can do who are more advanced. Yep. But you've got to start somewhere, and that somewhere is doing anything that just gets your heart rate up, gets you moving and that you're happy to do yep a couple of couple couple of quick thoughts here i want to stay here for just another couple of minutes because i believe and you can correct me if you think i'm wrong if someone hasn't trained at any capacity in six months a year or even longer right there's people that haven't gone on a walk in five years past their fucking mailbox right let's just call it what it is So you have this person who all of a sudden wants to lose weight and maybe they're in, they're not in terrible shape. They're not terribly overweight. They don't lack mobility. So they could go to the gym or do high intensity level training theoretically. But now we have this person, right? Who hasn't trained for over a year. In my opinion, that person still needs to just start with walking to prove, right? That they can get a little bit of exercise in because here's what I most important consistency i would rather you walk at 135 beats per minute or above for seven days out of the week than get to the gym once for 60 minutes yeah absolutely because you do need to do something every day and there's two things that happens there one obviously your body moves and gets some metabolic workout there some you know the 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 cells are having to generate energy and, and it fires up those that engine if you like which is a consistent thing, which is good. But more importantly, it ingrains a sustainable habit. 
That's why it has to be something you want to do. If you say to somebody, look, you just need to go for a walk, and he goes, oh, I can do that. Okay, great, go for it. If you say to them, look, what I need you to do, every minute, every morning you get up, you the first thing you do, 200 burpees, 500 sit-ups, 900 push-ups, and then sprint for five miles, they're going to go, yeah, all right, I'll, if I'm not there tomorrow, start without me. Right, because yeah. it, it has to be something that you want to do. Some yes. days... I wanted to do kettlebells. Some days I want to do gymnastic rings. Some days I might want to get on the assault bike. Some days I might want to hit a punch bike. That's what I'll do then. Right. right? It, as long as it's something. Right. But if you've never it's... trained, if you haven't trained for so long, do the, the 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 lowest entry point that you are happy to be consistent with, like you said. Yep. yep. Because you just need to just get back in the groove of it. And do not think it's a five minute thing, right? In other words, this is not something I'm just going to do for eight weeks and, and I need to do it all really quickly. It's like, no, no, no. you're 40 years old. Let's think about how we're going to do this till we're 80. Exactly. Right? And yep, look at exactly. it long-term. And you said something. So there's a couple of things. I want to talk about my brother's training, which yep. he's down almost 30 pounds now in close to 50 days. I want to talk about my training. I've actually incorporated a lot more walks. But you said something really important, and I think it's oftentimes overlooked, and that's the sustainability piece. And what do I mean by that? I mean, for a lot of people, in theory, going to the gym for 45 to 60 minutes, in theory, they're like, okay, I can do that every morning. But what they don't take into consideration, or oftentimes I've found, is that number one, it takes 30 minutes to get to the gym. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's 10. It takes 10 to 30 minutes to get to the gym. It takes 10 to 30 minutes to get back from the gym. Now you have showering and you have your bag and you have your pre-work. Like you have all of these other things that go into that. And so it's really not 60 minutes of training. It's a lot more that you have to set aside. And when you have kids and life gets away from you, right? Because we all have stresses and our bosses, if we work for other people, our businesses, our kids, our family, right? Can you actually set aside two hours or two and a half hours every single day because it's not just 60 minutes at the gym. It's way longer than that. So we have to really take all of this into consideration. And again, right, can we sustain this? And the other thing that we got to look at is our environment. And we've talked about that before too. But if you can't sustain because your kids may need to go to school or your wife goes down because she's not feeling good, like – these are really important things to consider when you're putting together what you think is should be your training plan. Yeah, and the other thing is, why does people think they need to consistently be going to the gym? Right? I mean, again, it's this whole methodology, which I personally think is flawed. I don't think your, your long-term health and longevity is at the gym. I just don't think it's there. I think you need to incorporate this stuff into many other aspects of your life so if you've got the opportunity to take the kids to the park then make that the activity doesn't mean you have to just sit on the bench and watch them right mm -hmm. there's a lot mm -hmm. of things you can do while you're there and a lot of these places have got bars now right for pull-ups and stuff or you can make a game of it with the kids i don't care how old your kids are they've got more energy than you right and yeah. they will yeah. run you ragged yeah. so you can put any kind of little thing together for them and they will love it Trust me, they will enjoy that far more than just being pushed on a swing and going backwards and mm -hmm. forwards, right? So mm -hmm. getting some sort of game together and running after them, hide and seek, whatever it is, that's enough. Well, you don't need to go to the gym for it. And you get to spend time with your kids. Yep. The whole the point I'm trying to make is be a member of a gym if you want. I have a gym membership, okay? My gym is open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. If I'm awake at 4.30 in the morning and I think, do you know what, I fancy going to do some sort of bad workout or I want to get on a rower or something, I'll go down there and do it. What? But it's there. It's not going to be every day. I might not even be every week. But on the occasion I want to do it, it's available to me. I go to um, a trainer, like I mentioned earlier, three days a week, and I go to his little place and we do our fighting and our pad work and our rings and all that, whatever it is, kettlebells, right? Because that's what I found I choose to do. At the weekend, family, kids running around, doing this, that, and the other. Are we going to go for a walk? Are we going to go to 
the park. What are we going to do? Um, we're going to do some sort of activity. We've got some woods near us. My little one loves running through there. Great. Come on then. It's, uh, and I know it's about a 2K track all the way around. And, mm-hmm. and we'll, we'll do it. And some of it's uphill and some of it's downhill and, and all that. And we'll just get in into the the, uh, the trees and look for, you know, the little houses that the, that the, that the little characters that, that don't actually live there are making. And she'll get all excited about the you see a fairy and all that kind of business, right? And so, but all that kind of thing just keeps your heart rate up and does stuff for you. It's almost like it's almost like create a lifestyle that incorporates movement. Right? Activity. Don't be so fixated is. on, oh my gosh, I've got to go hit this muscle for 45 minutes. Because I'll tell you, your 40s come fast if you're not 40 yeah. yet, you know, then you're 50, then you're 60, then you're 70. You're not really, I mean, at 70, are you looking at the back cap? of your shoulder, right? Your rear delt to see if it's popping through your shirt. I mean, shit changes fast. And I think we need to, as you have alluded, and I have alluded to on this conversation podcast, is that we need to be built for longevity, right? This is a long game. I want to live my dad, my poor dad. He's 81, 82 years old. He can barely get from the bedroom to the couch. He's got a walker. He hasn't he has not done just the stuff that we're talking about on this podcast. Forget 60 to 90 minutes in the gym, banging and clanging like we've done in our lives. Just the simple daily exercise and movement. But what I want to do is I want to take a, a I want to pivot here for the for the for the people that are that are like, look, Michael, I get it. I have done the walking. I've graduated from that. Movement is a part of my life. I just want to know if I'm gonna spend 30 minutes working out today. What is the absolute best thing I can do for fat loss? Is that cardio on the treadmill? Is that a rower? Is that a combination of body weight exercises with some weighted exercises and some machines? In your mind, if someone is going to spend 30 minutes working out, yeah. what is the absolute Ooh. best form of exercise that they could do for fat loss specifically? Uh, the the very best exercise they can do if they've got 30 minutes that's going to lead to the most um, consistent amount of fat loss, the, the best exercise they can do is to miss a meal. <laughs> Why did you do that? <laughs> because 30 minutes, even an hour, is not going to be a significant amount of calorie burn to, yeah. to 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 really make that massive difference to your fat loss and 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 in all seriousness obviously you need to lower your calories that's your your easy thing right. you know you said right. it once you said it once and I'm, we've mentioned it on this show before let the food do the work yeah right? yep. and and but the other thing is and this is um something that people do need to understand if you are dieting, like if you're doing this seriously, <clears throat> if you're not just a little bit overweight, I need to lose 10 pounds and I'm, you know, and, and I'm just, I still need to, I still want to live a life. If you've gone the other side and you've gone, right, I'm going to weigh and measure all my food, I'm going to dial it in. The best training is heavy resistance work because the heavy resistance work will continue to make your body hold and build more muscle tissue and the muscle tissue burns calories every day going on your treadmill for an hour will just burn muscle tissue off mm-hmm. it won't burn fat right so you've got to do the heavy weight training if you're going to be that kind of person mm-hmm. you're carrying your meals around in the tupperware boxes and you're weighing and measuring everything and you're doing your shake after your workout kind of lifestyle get in the gym and do the heavy lifting work right do the do the mass building exercises but with the diet to lose fat mm-hmm. most mm-hmm. and you've got a great one a mass building routine right that i've seen before of yours on a i on think a, it was real real mass or yeah, yeah there was there was a couple that i've come out with yeah. yep mm-hmm. but anyone talks about real mass they talk about right eat big and Put the, put the mass on, but mm-hmm. take that same training routine and then adjust the, the diet to be the deficit and to burn the, the, the surplus fat and you'll get the best of both worlds. So mm-hmm. that's what I would say about the heavy the heavy training. Okay, That's the first mm-hmm. thing. 
if you only have 30 minutes a day, do not base your, your weight loss around that because you're going to get very disappointed. Mm-hmm. And the other danger about that is that, oh, I trained today, I can eat that extra thing. Oh, and, and yeah, absolutely that. And you're always a little hungrier on the days. You right. know, I've actually found that if I take a week off from training, my appetite goes down, I can actually lose more weight without training. Of course. So I did I tell you the, the story when I went recently, I went away on holiday for a week. Can't remember if I've even if I've mentioned this, but I'll tell you now. So I went to the southwest of England, a place called Cornwall, like where like they do all the surfing and stuff. And um we went for a week and it was my birthday week and there was no diet involved. This was um ice cream with the little one and all the pastries and stuff and i'm just like yeah doing whatever i want enjoy my did life did you bring did you bring i have to ask did you bring my detox organics with you did you I don't bring have detox, organics? detox organics oh my gosh okay. I, you I know why i don't have it because they don't sell it here i know we need and, to and, 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 you, and you're I can still tight. send you something you're too tight to ship it over <laughs> but i do have, i will send you some yep. well what i will say is i do have one in the uk which is a really good one by the way but anyway, um, but by all means, I'm always happy to, to get presents from you. So anyway, I go away for a week. I don't watch what I'm eating. Actually, I'm eating pretty rubbish. Um, but every day we're walking on the beach. Every day. My, my little one, she loves the flip-flop lifestyle, right? So she wants to put them flip-flops on, get on the beach, run around, go crazy, get in the water, do all that kind of stuff every day. I come back five pounds lighter, right? Nothing to do with the food. I was eating, and and the food I was eating wasn't great. There was definitely pasta involved. There was definitely bread involved. There was definitely ice cream, for sure, more than one occasion. But that's what I'm saying about you have to be active. Okay, You have to do the activity. And what I noticed when I look back over that thing, over that time, was I was eating way less than I would normally eat because my routine was completely different. I probably wasn't having breakfast generally, because we were up, let's go out, let's get to the beach first, let's get in the water, do some stuff. And then by the time we got to actually sit down to eat, it's probably about 11, 12 o'clock. And then we'd have something little, and then we've got to go and do some other stuff. And then I'd eat in the evening. And by the time the evening came, I actually wasn't that bothered about sitting and having a big meal. It was just like, oh, let's have something little because I'm quite tired and I'm done and get to bed relatively early, to be, believe it or not. So when I look back on it, there was a natural calorie deficit there and I was doing a lot more movement and it's the calories that made the difference because mm-hmm. when I look, cause I wasn't doing any weight training. I wasn't doing anything, any hit training or anything like that. I was just walking. We were averaged mm-hmm. about 12 or 14,000 steps a day. I think it wasn't that much, but it was an average that, that stayed up there. So if you've got 30 minutes a day and you want to do exercise to, to, to lose weight, my suggestion is don't focus on the exercise, right? Focus on the food and the calorie intake and then do the exercise you are happy doing that you can do consistently that that you're going to do, you know, without having to talk yourself into it. Right. Oh, my gosh. Fuck. Yeah, I forgot. I got Oh, I got to do it. Oh, I got it. Aunt Millie, I, I got to do it. Oh, shit, I forgot to do it. Oh, I got it. Yeah, exactly. And we could stop there. You could just drop the mic after that, Yeah. right? Because... That is literally weight loss in a nutshell. I want to share what I've been doing with my brother to finish off this podcast and and also get some, you know, some feedback from you. So if you have been watching my social media, you are seeing my brother literally melt before your eyes. Yeah, yeah, he's done amazing. Like he's melting. And this is, you're talking about a guy who hasn't lost 20 pounds in the last decade, let alone, and it's probably 25 or 26 in the last 47 48 days somewhere in there right it's crazy now diet is absolutely money and dialed that is something that he is 1000 percent committed to and he's doing the three by five diet right yeah. he'll get up he'll eat breakfast right healthy fats veggies protein no carbs five hours later same thing five hours later he swaps the healthy fats for the carbs yeah Loving it. The one thing he did ask me, he's like, Mike, he's like, I want a little bit more fruit in the morning. And I said, okay, well, let's take a look at things and let's see 
that's not how the three by five diet works, yeah. but let's make sure that you're happy because he's lost so much weight. Now to the training, right? If I take a look at the training, there's not like some specific program that we're following, right? It's not like, oh my gosh, okay, five sets of this, three sets of this, upper body, this, we're going to do this on Tuesdays, this on Thursdays, on Fridays. There's none of that. It's absolutely none of that. Some days he'll walk a couple of times. Some days he'll play a little bit of basketball. He enjoys that. When we train like yesterday, we walked to the gym first and foremost. We did a little bit of dynamic stretching. And then we did what I call A1, A2, right? Upper body, lower body. I know based on what you just said, but based on my history in this space, that some weight training needs to happen so that he continues to build muscle so that when he loses the weight that he wants to lose and gets to the weight he feels good at, that he has muscle that continues to burn it. Because in the past, my brother, all he did was cardio. Yeah. All he ever did was basketball and cardio. And it was effective at times, but he could never sustain it. And I believe that it was a combination of the fact that he didn't build muscle and also went back to his poor diet, a combination of those two things. So back to his training yesterday, we get to the gym, we hadn't trained back in a while. And I said, you know what, let's do some back and let's do a superset it with some jump squats, some lunges and some lower body stuff. So literally on the back machine, now I've got him breathing properly. I've got him inhaling, exhaling. I got him squeezing properly. Three seconds up, very, very controlled, very, very methodical. He'll finish his back. And he'll go right into air squats, right by the machine. Could be jump squats, could be air squats. Then he'll go to the next back exercise. So now we're doing row. So first it was it was oh, uh, horizontal. Yeah. Yep. Now it's vertical. And now instead of air squats or jump squats, he lunged, walking lunged around the room. We did this for three, sometimes four different column supersets. 40 minutes, 30 to 40 minutes, and he's done. That is literally the training that we've done. Now, I will reverse it. We'll put him through a leg workout where the strength part is the strength and, and sort of weight part is legs. And then we're doing other things for upper body with really lightweight. Again, right? Just to keep that heart rate up. So when I share this with you are you surprised first and foremost that it's been as exce- as successful and effective as it has no i'll, I'll be surprised if it wasn't mm-hmm. you know because it's a it's a definite strategy that would work um i've got a couple of things though um yeah. i want to give him a gift of a of a dessert that he will love okay right because he's obviously done so well and i want to and i want to incorporate it in as part of his evening meal because you can do that, right? Um, but we'll come to that later. Um, the training. Here's something else you could think of. So okay. when I've prepped British European world champions for bodybuilding figure, whatever shows they've done, the the the, the aesthetic shows, I've always used this method, and it's worked really well. And it's very similar to what you're saying. But it's it's just a slight adjustment. There's one specific um, example that I'm going to use of a of a girl who um, prepped for I think it was eight or nine weeks. It wasn't. It definitely wasn't twelve weeks. And um, all we did was, and it was in a gym, but all we did was interval rows. 10 minutes. Okay, so 30 seconds on, 30 seconds off. 10 rounds. Just on the row machine. Just rowing. Okay? Mm-hmm. And if you're going hard on there, that's really tough. You might want to start at maybe four rounds, right? Or five rounds at a push. But you do that. So this is this really hard hit workout, really, basically. 30 seconds on, 30 seconds off. Then you stop. You get on a treadmill. And you walk at a 5% incline for five minutes at a, at a speed of five, right? Or here it's five, whatever. It's just a normal walking pace. And here's why. When you when you exercise like that on a rower or any kind of equipment, you could have done it on a salt bike, whatever. Um, 
you create this scenario in your metabolism which says it cannot fuel that just on ATP because your ATP lasts about 10 or 12 seconds, which is that initial uh, energy from your cells. Then it will switch to um, carbohydrate burning. But because you're going so hard so fast and, and then stopping and starting and stopping and starting, the body actually gets to this point where it goes, this is insane. Just throw everything at it. So it will release... ATP, which it has to, it will release glucose and it will release fatty acids into the blood to burn, to, to cope with this madness that's going on. But it will continue to do that, right? So you do your 10 rounds, you go on the treadmill five minutes and you give your body time to release all of these fatty acids into the, into the body. Then you go and train. And while you're training, you're using up all of that fat and you're burning it for fuel as well as your carbohydrate, but you're getting a much, much better outcome from a fat-burning perspective, right? Now, if you've ever seen anyone prep for a show, you'll see that they're doing hours and hours of cardio. Or you have to go for a walk every morning for an hour, then you've got to walk in the evening for an hour. And get the bike. Step her after the and workout at night. It up. is yeah, nuts. Yeah. It, it is right? nuts. Let me tell you, this is the last person that I, that I prepped. And I did it with lots of other people, but this is the example. She did no cardio at all just do the rower before you train do five minutes on the on the treadmill just allow everything to set itself and then go and do your workout or before the weight training always before always okay right because you want to release all that fatty acid and that get that metabolism that mechanism going to burn fat and then go and train and use up that that fat right and keep the muscle on her diet was anywhere between 1,800 and 2,300 calories a day. She weighed on stage 51 kilos, which is about 103 pounds, 105 pounds, something like that. Right, so there's not a lot of her. She was five foot four, five foot five, I want to say. And she came in shredded and full and full of energy and hydrated and smashed everything that she entered, right? And the uh, the key to it was that there was none of this long-term cardio stuff going on low and, intensity steady state right lists yeah. and yeah. she was eating so much food it was insane like 2300 mm -hmm. calories on big days for for a, for a five foot four 100 pound 100 woman. pound woman right? that's Normally, a lot that's a well, lot of food her lowest day would have been 1200 Mm -hmm. right now actually thinking about it and I, it's only literally just come back into my head i spoke about this at your last retreat the one i did virtually mm -hmm. and um and the reason it worked so well for her is we did one other thing with her diet and we used the thermic effect of food to help with burning more calories so it's about protein mm -hmm. burn 25 to 30 percent of the calories you eat from protein mm -hmm. burn in energy to process it right so mm -hmm. it's a high protein 60 percent protein 20 percent carbs 20 percent fats and so we ramped up her protein intake she burned more calories just from eating it because she had her body was working harder she was doing that training and she came in absolutely bang on the other thing the last thing i want to share on this is and this is really really good for your brother and for anyone that's listening, <clears throat> when you sit down to eat, if you eat um, the protein first, before you eat everything else, where it doesn't matter if you've got carbs in it or not, vegetables, whatever, you eat your protein first, you will have a better blood glucose response after that meal. So it'll be lower and it'll be shorter and it will assist in managing blood glucose so if you're diabetic that's obviously a good thing but also whilst your blood glucose is stable you burn more fat mm -hmm. and you get the spikes that you stop burning fat so eat your protein first on the plate mm -hmm. and then eat the rest of it just as a you know a, an easy thing to do <clears throat> dessert for your brother so there is there's a company in the u.s called birch benders 
and they make, with it. They make flowers, pancakes. right? Pancakes, yep. yeah. Yep. So they do I these pancakes them. using uh, coconut, cassava, and all these sorts of stuff. There's no, no wheat or gluten in them. But what there is in them is a lot of fiber. And and whilst there is a, an amount of fat in them, um, it's not horrendous. It's not terrible. But the, the fiber is what's important. If you get those pancakes and you mix it, and normally I would mix it with um, uh, fizzy water. I don't know what you call it out there, like carbonated water. Seltzer. Seltzer. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, just plain. But the, the, mm -hmm. the bubbles give it that bit of lift as well. Just a normal, wherever it says on the packet, normally it's a couple of tablespoons, mix it with water, put it in a pan, make two or three of them. Blueberries, because you can have that at dinner. Just cook them. You've got blueberry pancakes, great. Put them aside. And then get another you know, two handfuls of blueberries in a pan, just in a, in a frying pan, could use the same one, doesn't matter, with a little bit of water and then just cook them just till they start to heat up. What they'll do is they'll start to break down. Mm -hmm. And Turn then that, a little sauce. And that water like will make chunky sauce. sauce. And, and you pour mm -hmm. that on the pancakes and you've got this blueberry <laughs> sauce pancake. As, as you're sharing this, I'm like, I wonder if I have any bird spenders in, yeah. in my cupboard. <laughs> right. Well, well, here's the thing, right? You can get that easy anywhere there. Whole Foods, anywhere you can get it, right? Here, I can't get it. I have to order it like some crazy online thing, black market, whatever, right? But but it's really hard to get over here. But for, but for you guys, it's, it's pretty much everywhere. And they do a lot of different types of things. But the one that I like is the paleo one. And uh, it's, it's, this, it's this great mix. I wish I had a discount code for it and uh, or an affiliate code or I could make some money on it, but I don't. So the, the the paleo one, you know, he doesn't have to have it every night, but um, that's a really good way of just keeping to those rules almost. Mm -hmm. um, there is a bit of fat in it, I know, but the, the fiber and the carbohydrate source and everything else and the blood glucose stabilization, that's de a definite winner. And like I say, that blueberry almost sauce thing that you pour on top which has got nothing in it except blueberries and water um works works brilliant i love it that's a good tip well we covered a lot of ground we covered a lot of ground if you're still listening and you're a beginner i think you have a path if you're someone who only has 30 minutes a day you have a path if you're somebody that is prepping for a competition you have a path i mean we've really given some paths but if i basically if i if i think through everything and i and i want to summarize this thing Right, I can summarize it pretty simplistically, and we can say diet, diet, and consistent movement. Yep, where you are at and what you enjoy for your lifestyle. So stop making it complicated, man. Simple, it's complicated because I'm looking right now and I got there's athlete X and there's best exercises to lose weight: cycling, weight training, interval training, swimming, yoga, Pilates, shit. Yep. What in there do you look at and say, you know what? Enjoy doing that today. Yeah. I'd enjoy doing that today. And look, if it is walking around your block, seriously do that because I go on now, I break up my day. So I do most of my work, if not all of my work from home. I am literally three walks a day. And the last walk is with my family. No cell phone, no nothing. We're talking, we're laughing, we're taking our dog with us. That is also simultaneously you're getting exercise, but simultaneously you're also paying attention to your loved ones and you're doing something together that promotes longevity and health. Uh, I'm going to tell you a very quick story when I work it out. Um, no, 14 times three. So uh, someone I know bought a dog once. Um, this was ages ago. I just remembered it now literally she bought a dog took her for a walk in the morning took her for a walk in the evening lost 42 pounds in five weeks didn't change anything else that was it right because she was just doing that and she that she used to go to the gym she was always in the classes in the gym she was always on the treadmill mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but it was just that that long longer regular stuff that did it for her and mm -hmm. i tell you what i also found when I don't know if you heard, but there was this thing called COVID that was around. Mm, I heard about it. I, I don't. I don't. Didn't pay much attention, but I, I heard it was there. What happened was when we had lockdown, 
you were allowed in this country anyway, you're allowed an hour to go for a walk mm-hmm. or exercise outside. And um and so I would walk in the morning for half an hour and walk in the evening for half an hour, and I'd still got a gym at the end of my garden, so I'd train anyway, didn't that, right? But just to get out because you you just felt you you're having all this control over you know you can't go out then and you saw everybody walking right everyone was walking or a little jog or whatever it is and they're going out and, and 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 you don't see it so much now but what was weird is that the people that continued doing that walking lost loads of weight mm-hmm. the lockdown weight the people that put the weight on were the ones that really didn't do the walking, or if they did, they gave it up as soon as they were allowed out of the house. They're like, I'm not gonna do that anymore. And I still see in my in my living room, I still see the same people walking past like that were doing it before. Built a good habit, built a good they habit. Kept it up. They go, oh, I love this, right? And some of them are like middle-aged, others are young kids. Like when I say young, they're like early teens, uh, sorry, early twenties, late teens, kind of you wouldn't expect them to be doing it, but they are, they're doing the same thing, like you said. Do something consistently that you're not already doing, and that's gonna that's gonna really help with all of the um, the overall effect. That yeah, the I think I think consistent walking is underrated. I'll go on, I'll go on record and say that that's yep. all we did. Listen, we were built to walk, right? And we were only built to walk in a day as far as we could walk. Mm-hmm. Yeah? And this takes me onto a different subject because we were never built to go across time zones, right? It was as far as you could walk in a day, maybe 40 miles if you really wanted to, but generally it wasn't that far. And now we've got these, we're flying here, there and everywhere and we've got time zone issues and, you know, our body's trying to keep up with all that kind of stuff. Even when we got on a horse and realized we could ride them, we still weren't going across time zones. Sure. So this stuff is really not great for us, but the walking thing was all we could do. And we would continue to walk because we had to find that next meal, whether it be an animal or grasses or trees or whatever, we needed to find food. That's all we built for. And mm-hmm. a little bit of sprinting at the end to catch the thing that we were chasing. Yeah, that, That's real evolutionary, functional, you know, what we're, up, what, what we're up for. So now that we've got jump ropes and we've got kettlebells and all that kind of jazz, use it to your advantage in a way that you enjoy I love it. All right. We're going to stop there. I hope everyone enjoyed episode number 22, Best Training for Fat Loss. Make sure that you read the show notes. I know Paul drops a link to his Calendly in there. You'll see a free meal guide down there. If you are listening to this on Spotify or iTunes and have a second to leave us a review, we would greatly appreciate those. And then drop us some feedback. Let us know what you want to hear. We're in a, I think we're in a good place here, Paul. We got some consistency and some momentum back now that I'm in Florida. I'm excited to keep on keeping on. And I know that we're slowly working on things behind the scenes. So I'm excited to continue to explore that with you. But it's been a great episode. I appreciate you, man. And uh, for all this lifts, for all those that are listening, have a fantastic day. Just move. See you soon, big boy.